0: Looking to save your hard-earned cash, fed up with the forever rising cost of everyday living and want to know ways of making the most of your money? Then this is the podcast series for you. Get expert advice from financial and consumer journalist Lindsay Cook, along with broadcaster Glenn Thompson. Welcome to the Mrs. Mean Money Show.
1: Guess all aboard the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast and you're very welcome. Thanks for very much for hitting that subscribe button. And this is a series of podcasts of course that uh, aims to well hopefully save your money because we've got just the person in the studio to do that, Mrs. Mean. Mrs. Mean is Lindsay Cook, a financial and consumer journalist and uh, well you are renowned for being mean, aren't you Mrs. Mean?
0: Oh, absolutely. All the time.
1: (laughs) Okay. So today's podcast episode is all about cash. Yes, cash. Remember that. Cash is uh, the best way to survive if you're struggling with your budget during the cost of living crisis. Mrs. Mean's going to take us through a whole raft of different areas here from contactless cards, budgeting with cards, banking losses, safe banking, bank glitches. pocket money and tips but mrs mean you're much the same age as me i remember when all we had was cash
0: it was very easy because i used to get a pay packet not even a wage slip i got a pay packet with cash in it yes and you got that every friday and you made it last although i used to go to the halifax next door and put half of my earnings into it straight away that's
1: because you're mrs mean
0: Absolutely. But even now, we're getting statistics from the Office of National Statistics that say that people on more than 50000 a year are worrying about meeting the higher energy and fuel and food costs. And we've all got too use to contactless cards, credit and debit cards, and we've forgotten how to use cash. And it really can help us to budget. I carry cash always and find it helps me and it stops me buying more expensive things. Mm. It's so easy when you're using a contactless card, and I think they're the devil's work, but it's so easy when you're using a card. You don't know how much you're spending on Ubers. You don't know how much you're spending on your lunch. You don't know how much you're spending in the pub. And you, you're you tempted if you use contactless or even worse, probably, a debit or credit card. Instead of paying three pounds for a sandwich, you think, oh, I'll have the coffee and I'll have the cake. You add I'll... things
1: to it, don't you? You Absolutely. add things to it. Yeah.
0: Because once you've got a card out, you think, oh, I can't just spend three pounds on my credit card. I need to... Add some other things to it. People feel embarrassed about small payments. You don't feel embarrassed about small payments with cash, and you actually think, "Oh, and I will wait for the five p change because I'm like that." The post office has noticed that this year, in the three months to July, people were making more cash withdrawals from their bank accounts than in the five years that they've been looking at the figures. People have to use post offices because we've lost five thousand bank branches. Three hundred are up for chop this year, but we need to know where we can get cash without paying for it. There are 11,500 post offices, so we can go to them and we can get cash from our bank accounts. You can get cash back from some supermarkets as well. But it's a matter of if you've got cash and you're going around a supermarket and you think, I only have £30 to spend on groceries this week, you look at the prices. I would venture that an awful lot of people In supermarkets and maybe even other shops, but supermarkets in particular, they think, I need some basmati rice or I need some penne or I need some washing powder. And they just put their arm Mm. up to get the normal things that they buy. And they don't think, oh, that's 7p more than it was last week. And they don't sort of think, oh, I'll try the cheaper brand.
1: It's fair to say that credit cards, contactless devices, you know, on your phone, you've even got your credit card on your phone these days, I have, have lulled us all into this sort of false sense of security as you say you do rack up more of a bill by using contactless if you've got 30 quid in your wallet or in your purse you know your limits you know that's the 30 quid I can't spend beyond that Uh, so in a way cash is a better way of controlling your finances
0: it is and when it comes to buying lunch it probably controls your diet as well I've come across people because also we have online bank accounts and we don't get paper bank statements anymore so an awful lot of people and Unless they're like me and they check their bank account most days, they don't know how much they're spending. I talked to somebody not long ago who was really surprised how much she was spending on her Uber's And she was getting an Uber home every day from work and things like that. She was having to go into her office most days. So it was costing her money. And I think partly because she'd been lulled into working from home and then felt slightly out of sorts working from the office. So she treated herself to an Uber every night. And then big shock, how much had gone out of her bank account. If you're paying with cash, well, you can't pay an Uber by cash. So Mm. that, that helps you. You can pay for a London cab and they're probably more expensive, but it's that sort of thing. And a lot of supermarkets now only have card-only counters. I think they are bad because they discourage people who are on a tight income. You don't have to be poor to be trying to keep within your income. You may have a surprise bill. You know, you may need to replace your washing machine and think this month I'm cutting right back so that I can pay that off and not have credit card bills from my neck. It's not just the poor, it's the sensible used cash to budget.
1: Do you think with the current economic crisis, Mrs Mean, we're going to see more and more people using cash? I mean, as you said at the beginning, there has been a huge upturn in the number of people withdrawing cash from cash points from post offices and what have you. Will that go up?
0: Do you think as we go continue through into this economic crisis? I think it will. I do financial workshops occasionally. And one of the tests I ask people is, do you go to Starbucks? Do you go to Costa? Other coffee shops exist. How often do you go? Do you go once a day? Do you buy stuff for other people? Do you ask for the money back from them if they don't volunteer it? Bosses apparently don't volunteer to pay for the coffee very often. (laughs) And... I was surprised, or I am surprised, at how many people work out that they're paying at least £650 a year on coffees. Wow. (laughs) Some of them paying more, and they're encouraged because if they're getting one coffee, they may put £3 over the counter. If they're getting a couple of coffees for their mates, they then put it on a card. One of the good ways of almost using cash are the um, banking apps like Monzo and Starling. This way you put cash on the card at the beginning of the month and... I use one. It's very useful for picking up newspaper okay. and things like that. You then use it like a contactless but it keeps a budget. I use it for things that are tax deductible as well so I have a record of all my travel for work I have a record of all the newspapers I buy that I buy specifically for work but for most of us it just means you can buy something if you are buying something for more than one person because they say oh you're going for a sandwich oh you're getting a coffee oh, oh can you get me this when you go into marks and spencer there's a lovely system on on these monzo cards is that when you get back you can just press the payment thing and request a payment from your colleagues my son does it all the time when i go shopping with him and i ask him to pay for the parking he sends me a payment request Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't imagine many bosses who were sent a payment request for the coffee they've asked their secretary or a, a, an assistant to buy will decline. You don't have to go and ask them. Yeah. You just send it and they do it. To me, it's the equivalent of cash. And as I say, if you're getting three or four drinks, you're more likely to use a card than you are cash, because you're going to run out of cash pretty damn quickly if you use all your £30 you've allowed yourself at the beginning of the week.
1: Mrs. Mean, do you know, I wish I had the foresight a number of years ago to open up a coffee shop. It'd be <laughs> well off by that, wouldn't we? Alright, still to come, budgeting with cash, banking losses, safe banking, bank glitches, and there's many of them, pocket money and tips. Yes, but it's all about cash today on the Mrs. Mean Money Show podcast, and and budgeting with cash, Mrs. Mean. What do we mean by budgeting with cash?
0: Well, those on the tight budget who are using a bank account, debit cards, etc., can easily fall foul of overdrafts. It was reported that many householders who got their first payment of the Energy help, you know, they're getting those who are on low incomes or on benefits are getting £650. Now, many of them got £326, I think, last month, but an awful lot of those did not pay it into their bank accounts because they knew they were already overdrawn and the government money would just disappear into the bank's coffers and be irretrievable. So instead, they chose to go to companies like Cash Converters to cash their cheques and pay a 6% fee. Rather than risk losing the whole of the £326, yes, it would reduce their overdraft, but it wasn't available to them to help with their energy bills or whatever. When I was a trustee at Citizens Advice, many clients were advised to have a second bank account. So they had their bank account, their benefit or whatever else was paid into. But if they had a bank account that was separate, didn't have to have much money in it. But if they got other payments that money could go in there and not go into an overdraft that is no longer accessible to them. So it can be sensible to just make sure if you get a surprise payment, I got an insurance refund the other day because I changed um, cars and policies. If I was overdrawn, I wouldn't want to pay it into my bank account because then I would not see the benefit of that money. And it's those sort of smallish payments that you may not see the benefit of, or if a friend or a a partner gives you some money, if it goes straight into your overdraft, it's no good to you. So I was really surprised that there was a a strong number of people getting the first instalment of the cash to help with energy bills who were not putting it into their bank accounts, but paying agents to, to give them the money less
1: 6%. Uh, talking of overdrafts, Mrs. Mean, I know that a number of banks have been sending out letters to customers saying, oh, we're going to reduce your overdraft facility now. Why are they doing that?
0: Well, partly they're doing it because if you've got an overdraft facility, even if you don't use it, they have to account for it. Because if all of us who've got thousands of pounds overdraft facility, if we all decided to use it on the same day, the bank would have a great big clunking debt and their, not viability, but their figures wouldn't look so good. So Barclays is one of them, has been sending letters to many customers and the ones they've chosen have largely been those who have not used their overdraft facility in the last year. But just now, I've heard from several people saying, oh, I thought that was just a safety net for me when things get tough, when I have a big energy bill or I I can't afford things because the food bills have gone up at the end of the month. It would just help me get through the end of the month till the next pay, etc. Do
1: you think that's why they've done it? Do you think uh, that suddenly pennies dropped here? Why they've done that now? Because of, uh, you know, escalating costs and people dipping into their overdrafts and spending forever paying back that overdraft. Is that the reason the energy crisis?
0: Well, I think definitely will be the energy crisis because Santander and NatWest have also sent out millions of letters, but theirs have basically said, and they've chosen people and they've said, oh, we don't know that, you know, will you be having problems? Do you want to talk to us about, you know, it could be loans they've got? Are you able to pay things as the cost of living crisis? But not judgmental. It's saying we're all in this mess together. Do you want to talk about it? Now, one of the things I would say is trying to ring a bank and getting through to somebody takes time. So if you want to talk about it, Pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea and just be prepared to listen to the dreadful music while you wait for them to answer.
1: (laughs) Okay, It's the Mrs Mean Money Show podcast. We're taking a look at cash today. Cash is king. And don't forget, if you've got an idea for Mrs Mean to get her teeth into, you can always go to uh, her website. It's called moneyfightsclub.com. Go to the Contact Us page and uh, just drop Mrs Mean a line. She'll get back to you if you've got a little subject that you like Mrs Mean and myself to get our teeth into. Safe banking then, Mrs Mean. Keeping your bank accounts simple should help, shouldn't it?
0: Yeah. There are about 5 million people who rely on cash. And while they may still need a bank account to get paid, whether it's their benefit or whether it's their pay, they use it generally to receive payments and to withdraw cash. In the past, I've been a little bit scornful of a relative of mine who will not make any payments online because she fears her finances might be compromised. But I'm beginning to agree with her. There's a massive growth in the financial fraud and over £1.3 was stolen by criminals through authorised bank fraud and it means that vulnerable people are losing money. This is much less the case when we are using cash. A small payment from your bank account may give the fraudster access to all your bank accounts and savings. You may recall the parcel fraud con. Earlier this year, mm. and you got a text or a, an email saying, oh, we tried to deliver your parcel today. I'm still getting
1: uh, these coming through yeah. via email yeah. as well. With a picture of a parcel with my address on the label.
0: Oh, gosh, they are getting technically good, aren't they?
1: So, Ooh. you know, making you, you think... Ad- you
0: have to admire them.
1: So you zoom in on it and you think, well, maybe that is a parcel for me, but I'm, yeah. I've am just deleted it.
0: Yeah, do. Because the parcel con fraud usually asks people for about £3 and... I've heard from people who got caught up by them and they they say, oh, I was busy. My husband's always ordering stuff or my wife's always, always ordering stuff. It could easily have been hours. I didn't even want to call upstairs or ask her if she had a parcel coming. So I just paid the £3 and that gives them access to your bank account. And they think it's £3 they're putting at risk, but it can be their whole banking, banking system. Account. Yeah. 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 And I've come across one person who not only did the fraudsters clear out their bank accounts, they took out overdrafts on their behalf of £6,000. So, you know, you don't have to have a lot of money in your bank account for them to get you. Now, what's the worst that can happen if you give yourself £50 in cash budget each week? You can spend it too quickly. You can lose it. You can be mugged. But I'm not suggesting that is going to happen and you can be mugged just for your credit card. But I'm just saying... There's less risk with £50 than there is with online banking. I'm very careful. I always make sure that my online banking, I check the address of the person, the the account of the person. If it's a new account and it's a large amount of money, sometimes I'll send a pound over just to check they receive it. Those sort of things. With cash, you just keep it safe, keep it carefully, keep some in your actual coin purse and some in a wallet that's how i do it so that if i lost some i only lose part of my money on holidays you know when Mm. you take cash in on holiday keep it in separate places don't have it all in one place if you've got a little bit more money than you usually would have one of the issues and i think you mentioned already bank glitches
1: Bank glitches happens every day. You, you always hear in the news, don't you? Or online, you read it. There's been a bank glitch in such and such a bank, causing you problems. You can't access your money. It's a hassle.
0: Every day there are bank glitches that stop us using our own money. They seem to happen quite often on Fridays. Banks are doing some modernization, some some work on their computer systems, and somehow something goes wrong. And you hear of people, they're about to pay a restaurant bill on a Friday night and they say, oh, I'm sorry, your card won't work. All these things. Now, I'm not saying you can pay for everything with your cash, but cash will help with an awful lot. It may help you to get a taxi when you are stuck and there are so many glitches. Although I say go for cash, I think Mm. it's useful to have two accounts so that you've got an emergency fund I can remember when I was on holiday in Canada 15 years ago, there was a massive power outage over two days that affected the whole eastern seaboard and it meant bank machines didn't work, tills in shops didn't work, petrol machines didn't work. I was the only one among my friends... Who had cash. ...who who had cash. (laughs)
1: That's because your business Mrs. Mean. That's exactly the reason, absolutely.
0: And my husband really doesn't really carry much cash and I just think it may not be a power outage. But if you've got cash in your purse, it should allow you to get home. You know, the second banking account just means you've got somewhere to withdraw in extremis. And I'm just really aware that if you look up statistics, because the banks have to report it now, and I think virtually every day of the year, there is a bank outage that affects and I think it's more than 10,000 people. If it's over a certain number of people are affected, they have to report it. And it's massive numbers. So cash is more reliable than bank. ATMs.
1: Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you for that, Mrs. Mean. Let's move on then and take a look at something that I used to very often get from my parents. And I've given pocket money to my sons as well, and I bet you have as well, Mrs. Mean. You're not that mean that you didn't give pocket money to your sons.
0: No, it's quite interesting to watch how children differ. My two sons were very different, but mostly I saved mine and spent it carefully. I can remember my first son, when he got his first pocket money at the age of five, we'd go to his favourite toy shop that sold Lego and lots of little model animals and he would take ages looking at everything and he'd pick something up and he'd say is this coming out of my money or yours?
1: <laughs> you said yours
0: <laughs> And I would say yours, so occasionally on a special occasion he'd, he'd say, we'd say he could have it maybe the second glass of wine did that <laughs> Anyway, if it was his money, he would put it back He is still very careful with money I don't and I blame would, him And I say, job done Good stuff. He, he actually thinks about what he's spending and it is his money. And we should think of that with our wages. I'm a great believer if we're working hard, we should treat ourselves. But we think about it. We don't just do it on whim. You know, you think, oh, I'll buy myself a new sweater maybe next week or whatever. But you don't just go around the shops and think, oh, I'll have that and I'll have that. Giving yourself pocket money that runs out works exactly the same way. And it's vital if your money tends to run out before the month does. I've said this before. I used to run a graduate trainee scheme and quite a number of those graduates. And yes, they were on low wages and they were renting accommodation. In the last week of the month, they would say it was a porridge week because they couldn't afford any other food. I think if you look after your cash and divide it up over the month, you may avoid having porridge every day.
1: I do like the idea that you suggested earlier, Mrs. Bean, and that is to get one of these cards, a Monzo card, put some money on it for maybe a week or a fortnight, and then that is your budget. You've sorted it out. You're not going to keep on whopping uh, money onto a credit card or using your debit card. I think it's a great idea.
0: And the thing is, if you whop it onto your credit card or into your overdraft, because as I say, the cash runs out before the month does, then credit card rates are at a historic high and that can make next month's finances more unmanageable. If you think ahead, you don't want to start the month at a disadvantage.
1: OK. Mrs. Mean's Money Show podcast is what you're listening to. Just hit that subscribe button. Lots of great podcasts in this series to help you save your hard-earned cash. And our final talking point today, Mrs. Mean, is tips. And, well, we've always got a bit of money in our pocket when we go to, uh, uh, you know, on a holiday abroad. It's always good to tip somebody in the restaurant, isn't it?
0: It is. This is one area where I may be less mean than some, but I think it's important to have cash to hand if you want to make a small charitable donation, I don't know, big issue or something, or if you want to pay for the pleasure a busker gives you. I imagine buskers are getting a lot less money now. And quite often when you're walking around, you think, that is really good. Mm. They should be rewarded for that. Down on the Thames Embankment, quite often, there's some they're a really good violinist. And you think, oh... And I try to keep cash for that apart from anything else. It may only be a pound coin or two pound coins. How much
1: do you tip the missus mean? A couple of pounds?
0: Yeah, or? that's the sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. But again, waiters don't always, I know they're supposed to get the money, but if you pay by credit card, they often don't get the tip or they don't get all of it or it's shared by other people. And so the person who's really helped you and worked your, you know, your table well and served you well. It goes into a big fund and they only get a tenth of it or whatever. So it's quite nice. If you're mm. paying by credit card, you can, let the restaurant have their 10% or whatever, but then have a £5 to put on the table to say, really appreciated your service. I did that only the other night, and the waiter really appreciated it because it's saying, this is for you, and it helps people. So I'm not always mean, mean. but I'm always careful.
1: Absolutely. So if we could have one takeaway from today's cash podcast, Mrs. Mean, what would that be?
0: Well, I think cash helps us to make micro payments. I think the temptation when we get our cards out is to put another item in our basket. So if you're going around a supermarket... But that's what the
1: supermarkets want. They want you to do that, don't they?
0: But if you just think, I need some basmati rice for tonight, which is what I do need when I stop talking to you. (laughs) I need some basmati rice for tonight. I don't want to go in there. And there's part of it thinking, oh, it's convenient. I'll get everything today. But then you still need more stuff tomorrow. I think get the basmati rice and maybe even see whether there's a cheaper brand than you normally buy. But go in, get the one thing, come out. It's quicker. You can go to the quick till and it really helps. But also, I think the banking apps really do help you to allocate money. And there are apps for holiday spending as well so that you can put the money on. And if you have three ice creams on the first day, you may not have any on the last day, but you've budgeted, you know what it is. And when you put it on the um, foreign spending card, that is the exchange rate Mm. you get. And therefore, you don't have to worry about what it's going to cost you when you get back, when you have to check your bank account and think, oh, gosh, they charged me extra for that exchange rate. It's all done and it's easy. And we all have to look after ourselves and we have to think about what we've got to spend. Because running out of money is harder work than doing without an ice cream.
1: Absolutely right. And, you know, it's all about mindset. I think with money, generally with cash, it's mindset. It's knowing what you've got. It's not that thought of, Well, live for today. I'll worry about tomorrow when it arrives. i live for today. I'll just put it on the card. You've got to be careful with your money, haven't you?
0: You have. And this year it's particularly important because, as I say, I've always felt, and this is partly from doing some charity work, but I've always felt that the poorest know exactly the price of everything and they do tend to use cash more because they know when it runs out, they haven't got a relative or somebody to get some more money from. Other people can be a little bit careless and not really know how much they're spending and be quite surprised when Mm. their credit card bill comes in or that they are overdrawn or they get a letter from somebody saying, oh, you haven't paid this. Whereas people who are on really tight budgets, they work out how they can make it work. And it doesn't always work. They can have shocks. As I say, they can have a big energy bill. They can have a relative who comes to say, and it costs them more in food or whatever. But Overall, the more you keep control of the cash and have cash. Just recently, I have seen so many times articles in newspapers from celebrities about how they deal with money. And time and again, they're asked, How much cash have you got in your wallet? And just recently, I've seen over and over again saying, Oh, I haven't carried cash for years.
1: Now is the so, time to start carrying cash. I think it, it? is. Hmm. Now,
0: celebrities may have people around them who can pay for the cash, a bit like the Queen. But you know what I mean? Most of us don't have. Somebody's going to say, oh, I'll pay for that. And so I think the days of the money clip and people carrying £300 around with them are gone. That was showing off. But I think we just need to always have some cash with us. I do. And it's that thing that, oh, if I have to get an emergency taxi from mm. Three Bridges because the train has messed up, I've got enough cash to do that. I don't want to spend it. And it's surprising how often you don't have to spend it. But if you haven't got cash you're more likely to have a crisis than if you have.
1: Wonderful. Great podcast, Mrs. Mean, on cash. Cash is the best way to survive if you're struggling with your budget. We've been looking at contactless cards, budgeting with cash, banking losses. We've been looking at safe banking, those terrible banking glitches that seem to happen more often these days, pocket money, and also tips. Now, there's a whole raft of different uh, money-saving ideas in this series, Mrs. Mean. We look at supermarkets. We look at babies, don't we? We look at credit cards lots of great ideas on ways of saving money in this series
0: absolutely and nothing's off limits every parent wants to indulge their children but there's a way to save lots of money and have good times with the children without um, them noticing actually mm. you're saving money
1: Mrs Mean it's been lovely talking to you again in the studio today and don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you'd like to get in touch with Mrs Mean you've got an idea on how she can get her teeth into something that you may be feeling a bit disgruntled about uh, contact details the up, But, Mrs. Mean, one thing to say to you, stay mean, won't you?
0: Oh, absolutely. You've been listening to the Mrs. Mean Money Show. If you have a suggestion for Mrs. Mean to get her teeth into, head over to moneyfightclub.com and get in touch via the contact page. Join us next time. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts in this series and be sure to hit that subscribe button.